Welcome to the Valley Hoops Insider Podcast, part of the Valley Hoops Insider website. I'm Harry Schrader, editor of the site, and we have the privilege today of having as our guest the head basketball coach at Murray State University, Matt McMahon, is with us. And Matt, uh, we were talking before we got started about a good summer, but you've got about a week of practice under your belt. Give us kind of the first week report. How do the racers look? Hey, good to be with you, Harry. I appreciate the time. Uh, been a lot of fun this first week of practice. I've uh, really enjoyed our team. I think our, our energy and effort uh, in practice has been really good. Uh, certainly have a long ways to go from an execution standpoint. Uh, but, but I love uh, the personnel we've been able to bring together uh, on this year's team and excited about the opportunities ahead for sure. You guys... Uh had a what I would call a an atypical season for Murray State record kind of in the 500 range and that's not what we're used to from the racers and then you added some guys from other programs some transfers and I know that that you know of course across college basketball uh, there's just tons of transfer activity did you feel like you needed to not make a quick fix but bring in some ready-made talent rather than kind of grow it up from the freshman class up Sure, Harry. No, it's an interesting uh, discussion there, and a, a lot of thought went into that. Uh, I I definitely prefer uh, the, the recruitment of the high school players, uh, bringing those guys in, those long relationships that you're able to build over the course of time uh, when, when you coach a player for four years, recruit them for two, uh, and so forth. But uh, with the situation we were in, uh, final decisions for me came down to, number one, we needed to get older and more experienced as a team. And number two, uh, there for about a year and a half, you couldn't go off campus and recruit right. in person. You couldn't see players in person. And I just felt more comfortable uh, with the evaluations we were able to make on film, uh, watching Division One basketball uh, games versus uh, some of the high school and AAU footage we were able to see uh, as we made those evaluations. So that was the a little bit of the background on the decisions made there. I, I know it's not like this because you want to know the people. You want to know they're going to be a good fit at your university, a good fit with the other players, the style you play. But somebody likened going to the transfer portal as kind of like going to the store, like going, you know, okay, I need a power, I need a 6-8 power forward, and you start shopping through the list. I mean, is it anything like that? It's got to be such a dramatic difference from, like you said, spending two years of recruiting a young man and at some Kentucky high school or somewhere else. Uh, how does that recruiting process take place? Well, for us, we really focused in on players we had pre-existing relationships with uh, who we had recruited out of high school uh, or, in one case, had played against. Uh, so, for example, Carter Collins, uh, who we were able to sign from Davidson College, is somebody we recruited really hard uh, for uh, about a year and a half uh, in the class of 2017. Uh, and we ended up uh, signing a guard by the name of John Morant uh, in that class. So uh, Carter ended up at Davidson. Uh, and then when he went to play his fifth year, uh, I think there was a relationship there uh, from previous recruitment, uh, certainly a comfort level there with both parties. Uh, and a logical fit. Uh, DJ Burns from Southern University, 
Uh, same deal. We recruited him out of New Orleans, uh, out of high school. Uh, Trey Hannibal out of South Carolina uh, was someone we already uh, had a relationship with. And then our, our final transfer, Jordan Skipper Brown, was somebody we played against in our league uh, and had seen him up close and personal. So uh, that, that was our uh, take on how we went about the process. When I think about a guy as an outsider, you know, I'm, I'm just watching college basketball. I love college basketball. I love your team and, and your league. Uh, but when I see a guy that's coming from a power conference, quote unquote, in Trey Hannibal, uh, his six points a game at South Carolina make me think more highly of a guy that's than a guy that's scoring 10 points at a lower classification, if I can say it that way, team. Is that that's I know that's logical, but is that a real thing? I think a, a lot of college coaches would would agree with you there, Harry. I think previous production uh, at high level programs uh, certainly factors in. Uh, just as you mentioned, Trey's production at University of South Carolina and the SEC. Uh, you go and look at some of his games against uh, fellow conference opponents where he was really productive and, and you have to think some of that will translate here at Murray State. Uh, same with a Carter Collins at Davidson who for the last two years averaged double figures in the Atlantic 10 conference. Uh, you have to think some of those uh, statistical numbers, three-point percentages, free throw percentage uh, will translate uh, when they make the move to their next stop. You have brought those four guys in, and I want to talk about them a little bit. And, of course, you played against Jordan Skipper Brown at, at Eastern. Um, but looking back at your team over the last couple of years, by the way, that John Morant guy, did he ever turn out any good? <laughs> not bad, Harry, not bad. Uh, really proud of everything he's done. Obviously, uh, not only is the NBA Rookie of the Year, but man, just continuing to make such a great impact in his communities. Uh, back in South Carolina, still here in Murray, uh, what he gives back to our university, and then uh, now in his new home in Memphis. Just uh, once-in-a-generation talent, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to coach uh, somebody like that, of, of that type player, but also that type of character. And you guys are going to play at Memphis. Am I right about that? And so you can kind of reconnect or or at least let your fans <laughs> kind of get up that way. I think your, your, your game is near one of the Grizzlies games and they I think they're kind of making it a, a big road trip for the fans. Yeah. Really excited about that. Harry, something we had planned a year ago, uh, coach Hardaway has been great to work with there at Memphis. Uh, man, since the time we signed the contract, I think he added two or three more lottery picks to his team. So it'll be <laughs> a, a great, great challenge for us, but it'll be one heck of a weekend that Thursday, Night, I believe, is uh, December the 9th. The Grizzlies play the Lakers. Uh, Friday night, the 10th, uh, we play the Memphis Tigers. And then Saturday night uh, is Murray State night there at FedEx Forum. Uh, when John and the Grizzlies play the Houston Rockets. So it uh, will be a really special weekend uh, for our program for sure. That is spectacular. I love that. Uh, watching your team last year and, uh, you know, over some period of time now, am I right? I mean, I know that Tevin Brown is a talented guy, and, I, and, and he's been really important for you guys. Uh, but it seems as if not just his production, but his leadership on the floor is paramount for your team to succeed. 
Well, it's critical for us. He's a relentless competitor, uh, really a tough, hard-nosed player, uh, very smart, high-level basketball IQ. Uh, continue to challenge him to in his growth and development as a leader. Uh, but you are here. You're talking about a guy who has an opportunity to finish uh, top 10 scoring uh, at Murray State, uh, all-time leading three-point shooter. And then just to speak to his versatility and overall impact on our team, uh, could finish as high as top five and assist and steals at Murray State. So uh, he's had a fantastic career. It's uh, you know really important to, to me and our program to see him ha- have a monster senior year. First team all conference, averaged just under 15 a game last year, almost six rebounds and over four assists, uh, just a dynamic player. And then the other returner that people, I think, know the most about would be K.J. Williams. And and in this transfer wild kind of environment that we're in, were you nervous about either of those guys uh, coming back, K.J. Or, or Tevin? It's a question we get often. I was not with both. Uh, and certainly if they wanted to go into the transfer portal, would have been in very high demand. Uh, but I think both very loyal. Uh, both love Murray State. Uh, both have had great careers here and, and want to add another championship uh, to their resume if they can. Uh, and also, I think one thing that's really helped us is just when you look at uh, professional opportunities, whether it's John Morant, Cameron Payne, Isaiah Cannon, uh, all the guys we have playing in the Euro League, uh, they, they certainly see that there's a pathway forward uh, to professional careers here at Murray State. There is no doubt that there's been a pathway from your school to professional basketball. That is totally true. Uh, He has a chance, KJ, to become, I think, the 10th guy in program history to get 1,000 points and 700 rebounds. When you look at a guy like that that has just done so much, been so productive, and as you mentioned, loyal and and been productive, it it really got to be a sense of, uh, pride, but just satisfaction in seeing what he's been able to accomplish. Well, I'm so proud of KJ. He's been such a joy to coach. Uh, one thing we try to pride ourselves on in this program is the player development. And when you look at his production increases each year, I think it's a great tribute to KJ and his hard work, our assistant coaches and staff and all the time they invest with them. Uh, but I think it's a freshman was around seven points, four rebounds a game, uh, made one three-pointer uh, to now uh, last year as a junior, up around 16 points a game, almost nine rebounds, uh, made over a three a game at 41%. So he's he's really worked hard uh, to continue to expand his game. I tell you what's weird to me. I mean, I know 27 steals in 26 games isn't record-breaking. But you don't think of a 6'10 guy out there gobbling up a bunch of steals. He is, he's, he's more athletic than a lot of other 6'10 guys, isn't he? Oh, he can really move, uh, especially for a guy that's right around 245, 250 pounds. Uh, KJ can move well. Uh, great skill level, score with either hand in the post. Uh, was one of the top offensive rebounders in our league a year ago. And I, I think he's had a great offseason. I, I think we'll continue to see him. Uh, get better, and uh, really looking forward to uh, his leadership in our front court is going to be very important to our team. 
The OVC has undergone a lot of changes. Uh, we won't even talk about next year, but just for this year, you've got two fewer teams, three new coaches on the 10 remaining teams. Uh, how different will be the OVC be for you this year? Uh, it's probably a problem of mine, Harry, but I really do invest the majority of my time on our players and our team. Uh, so I hadn't studied it in great detail. I, I do think uh, when you look at uh, some of the opportunities we've had in the past, uh, NCAA tournament-wise, as far as our seed goes, uh, losing quality programs like Eastern Kentucky and Jacksonville State uh, presents some challenges there. But uh, we also know you look at the league and, and teams like Belmont and what they return uh, off their terrific team a year ago and and great players like Grayson Murphy and Musinski and then on down the line, you know, Moorhead State bringing back Janai Broom and, and Skylar Potter, who were incredible last year. Um, you know, the league's going to be very good. So, uh, but for us, it's, it's important to us, you know, we kind of did the, the reflection and look back on, on the challenges of the COVID year and the disappointments of that year and, and everything's just moving forward. How do we build uh, the best team for Murray State uh, that will will be able to take advantage of the talent that we have on this roster. Tell me about Carter Collins' game. Uh, Eleven points a game at Davidson. Shot a good percentage uh, from beyond the arc. Um, tell us about his game a little bit. Well, he's a lefty, high basketball IQ. Uh, comes from uh, a great program at Davidson. I think for us, the ability to score the basketball uh, from the on the perimeter, you add him next to Tevin, uh, should be a really good combo there. Uh, but he is he's a smart player. You know, if you go look at assist to turnover ratio, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, uh, gets to the free throw line and shoots a high percentage. And then, as we know, the the value of the three point line in college basketball today, uh, he's an elite shooter from behind the arc. Uh, and then Skipper Brown, you saw him a lot at Eastern. Uh, why is he a good fit for you guys? Well, he's as good an athlete as I've ever been around. Uh, 6'6", but the wingspan is is there. Uh, plays way above the rim. Uh, monster finisher in, in the paint. Uh, and the one thing we found is he's a much better passer uh, than, than I knew uh, when we recruited him. Uh, somebody, I think, who's... Uh, like all of us here, he's got to be consistent every day. Uh, but but he has a lot of tools uh, to add some support to KJ in the front court. I'm really intrigued by Elijah Farr, the young man out of Kansas City. What what can you tell us about him? I know he you know uh, is really an athlete. He was a football all stater, I think, as well. What can you tell us about Elijah Farr? Well, at 6'8", 240, uh, provides, I think, his, his greatest asset so far has been his ability to pick and pop and shoot the three uh, for a guy his size. Uh, I think he's an older, experienced player now with uh, two years under his belt at Olney, uh, where he was junior college All-American last year. So uh, I, I think his experience level, uh, ability to stretch the defense with his three-point shooting uh, will really add to our offense. He uh, intrigues me because of the size, because, uh, you know, Lee Summit North has a good program as well. Olney is one of those junior college programs you hear about all the time, just producing good players, winning games. Uh, it, it 
matters, doesn't it, where a player comes from? I think that's really important. Uh, we've, we've spent a lot of time on that in, in this recruiting class we're working on right now. Uh, I think it's important to get, get guys from winning programs uh, who have been coached, who've been challenged and held accountable uh, and, and pushed to become the best players they can be. Uh, definitely helps with the transition uh, when you arrive at a new school for sure. And then DJ Burns out of Southern. Tell us about him. Six seven two ten, maybe. Talk about him. Yeah, I think Harry, you've, you've watched us a long time. We'll remind you of uh, Anthony Smith, who we had several years ago. That's a good. That's uh, a good a name hard, right there. A <laughs> uh, hard playing dude, uh, junkyard dog. Just wants to do whatever he can uh, to help his team win. Uh, has had a really productive summer and fall for us. Uh, continues to get stronger, which will be important for him. Uh, but one of those guys who just makes winning plays. He's going to be on the offensive glass. He's he's crafty in his finishing around the rim. Uh, and, he, and he's had uh, productive games against really good programs uh, in his first year and a half of college. So uh, another guy who will have opportunities to earn his way onto the court uh, at the forward position for us this year. You, you, it's funny when you, you can mention a guy from the past and go, Oh, okay. I know who he is now. You know what I mean? <laughs> those are, those are yeah. interesting comparisons. What do you like about your schedule? Uh, putting it together is an art form, isn't it? What, what do you like about your schedule? Well, there were a lot of challenges uh, over the last two years with contracts and COVID obligations, obligations and so forth. But, um, I know the opportunity to play against uh, two teams on the road in Memphis and Auburn that I think you'll see many people uh, have them in their preseason top 10 mm -hmm. rankings for the country, potential final four type teams uh, to get to challenge yourself and see where you stand uh, against those type of uh, programs uh, it is great. I love the fact that we have three Saturday home games uh, on the non-conference slate against Chattanooga, uh, who will be picked to win the Southern Conference. I was going to uh, say, they're no slouch, rival. are they? <laughs> oh, great. they were a great team, returned all their core off, off their really good team a year ago. Uh, then longtime rival Middle Tennessee on a Saturday night. Uh, and then Bellarmine, who's so incredibly well coached and, and had a great year last year in the A-Sun. Uh, to have those three home games in the non-conference is great on Saturday nights. Uh, and then you look at our tournament down at Florida, uh, playing East Tennessee State in our first round there. Uh, and then you go through the roster in the field, and then basically every team in there will be picked top two or three in their league. So uh, there, there's plenty of challenges on there that will prepare us for the, the conference slate. Challenges and opportunities. Um, I, I, wanna, I, I talked to uh, Preston Spradlin about this. I have such admiration uh, for Coach Pearl and his willingness to schedule some of these games against uh, OVC teams, teams of, of your ilk. You guys have played them a couple of times, and they're playing Moorhead this year. A lot of coaches in his spot aren't playing games like this, and, and I have great respect for him in that regard. I'll take it a step further. Coach, Coach Pearl brought his Auburn team here to Murray, Kentucky. Uh, to play in the CFSB Center. Right. Uh, it's the, the only Power 5 school that's played here uh, since the building opened in 1998. So, no, I 
uh, very appreciative of, of that. That was that was a great night here. Uh, I've talked about it in the past. I think uh, our two previous matchups against Auburn really helped us when we pl- went to the NCAA tournament and played against that Marquette team uh, in 2019. I think those games uh, prepare you to have an opportunity uh, to win uh, when you get to the NCAA tournament. So uh, really thankful for Coach Pearl bringing his team here to Murray. Uh, and, and we know that'll be a great challenge playing down there this year right before Christmas. Yeah, my youngest son was at that game. As a matter of fact, my profile picture on Twitter is of a crowd from that game. My son went to Auburn. His best friend was at Murray, so he came up and went to the game <laughs> and sat in the student section and wore his uh, cam uh, – Cameron, uh, the quarterback, I can't think of his name, but anyway, Cam Newton Newton football jersey and quickly got thrown out of the student section there at Murray State. So that's one of my son's claims to fame is being thrown out of the student section there at Murray. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So that's my, like I said, that's my Twitter profile picture. Um, You guys, uh, because of Eastern and Jacksonville State leaving, you've got a true round-robin schedule in the OVC, and I think that – uh, that balance of schedule will make it kind of fun this year as well. Yeah, first time since I've been in the league, I, I believe that it's a true round robin. So uh, it, it'll be a challenge. There's some interesting uh, trip combinations uh, because of the, the changes in the league. Uh, for I think we're at Tennessee State on a Thursday and then on to play at Moorhead State on a Saturday uh, is a trip we've never made before. Uh, but the one thing is for certain, the regular season champion this year uh, will be a true champion uh, because everyone will face the exact same schedule. When you uh, Tell me about your coaching staff, and, and what I want to ask you about that is uh, putting together your, your assistant coaches and directors of personnel and video and all that, that that's, again, that's an art form as well. Tell us about your coaches and, and what they bring to the table, because a couple of them have been there with you the whole time, or I guess maybe one of them the whole time. It's been one of the, the best things I've done uh, in my time here at Murray State is, is the staff we've been able to put together. Uh, always talk about it. I grew up right by Knoxville uh, listening to Pat Summit. Uh, press conferences on a on a daily basis, and she always said you went in life with great people, and that always has stuck with me. Uh, and that's how we've tried to build our coaching staff. So uh, we've had Coach Kane here with us uh, ever since I took the job. He's done a terrific job uh, for the program, uh, and then was able to bring in Coach Long uh, from VCU. Uh, I guess right before the 2017 season and. I think we're 90 and 33 since his arrival here. Uh, it's just been fantastic. Uh, and then our other assistant coach is Ron Rico White, who I think will be a star in the profession. Uh, all three, very successful. Uh, all, all have had great playing careers uh, and, and now able to serve in this mentor type role uh, for our players. And then one thing that was really exciting to me this offseason, we were able to restructure our staff a little bit, uh, change some titles and move some things around and and bring back Marcus Brown, uh, who's one of the best players ever to put on a Murray State jersey. And he's our assistant to the head coach. Uh, he's a guy who's two-time All-American at Murray State, a second-round draft pick, 
played in NCAA tournaments, uh, the all-time leading American scorer in the history of the EuroLeague. Uh, so he's done everything uh, that our players aspire to do. Uh, and so he's been a great addition to our staff as well, uh, in addition to his previous head coaching experience. So uh, really thankful uh, for the group that we have. And I can, you know, we have a video coordinator position now. We were able to add uh, Mike Chapman, who's who's been fantastic for us. Uh, but but I couldn't have a better staff, so really appreciative of all they do for our players. Do do you like the extra home games in Evansville when you go to the OVC tournament? Because clearly Murray State is the home field <laughs> advantage in Evansville. Well, it, it's been a great move for our league. Uh, you know, we used to play in kind of a second-rate facility, and uh, you know now to go to a first-class arena. Uh, where they have the video boards and uh, the great sight lines for the fans and, and the nice locker rooms and, and, and so forth has been really good. And uh, we've been fortunate to have our fans travel so well there, uh, whether it's road games or, or now the conference tournament in Evansville. Uh, I, I think it's, you know, it's one of the biggest events, if not the biggest event for our league, and to have it in a first-class place uh, like the Ford Center in Evansville has been terrific. Tell me about a guy on your team that I'm not thinking about, if you know what I mean. Like we we touched on a couple of the, you know, major returners. We talked about some of your transfer guys. Who who is a guy that I'm not thinking about and he's gonna he's gonna surprise me. He's gonna break out this year. Oh Harry, I hate singling guys out, <laughs> but I, I uh yeah I will say Justice Hills had a great off season. Uh uh, has really improved, um, not only as a player, but just from a communication and leadership standpoint. Uh, he's a guy who really got hurt last year uh, by missing out on the summer and fall workouts uh, that you need going into the start of a season. Uh, but he has taken full advantage of that this year and is playing really well for us, uh, you know, and Obviously, he's got to he's got to deliver when those lights come on and and the popcorn's popping. But he's he's done the work uh, this offseason to put himself in a position to really impact our team. That is good stuff. Um, final thought or two um, with the changes. I wonder how well, you know, any of the brand new coaches like, do you know, Marty Simmons or Nate James? Or I'm uh, the other third guy is escaping me at this Ryan moment. Ritter. Oh yeah, Ryan Ritter, who I just am super impressed with. Um, yeah. Do you know any of those three guys very well? Don't know any great. Uh, had played against uh, Coach Simmons' teams when he was at Evansville. Uh, was always really impressed with their motion offense and some of the things they did on that end of the floor and very stingy defensively. Very experienced coach will do a great job at Eastern Illinois. Uh, coach Ritter actually uh, recruited a couple of his guys over the years when he was the head coach at Daytona, uh, Daytona Beach Community College. Uh, followed his success at Bethune Cookman, and I uh, know he'll do a, an outstanding job as well at Martin now. And then Nate James, I, I don't know at all, uh, you know, like most, and, and well aware of all the success he's had as a player and coach at Duke. And I'm sure he'll bring uh, that same uh, type of uh, success to Austin P. So I uh, don't know any of them great, but I'm sure all three will do very well at their new schools. Uh, so final question, 
Give us a private uh, behind the scenes look at Dave Winder. I, I'm sorry, it cut out on me, Harry. What you say? <laughs> so, so people all over America know your sports information director, Dave Winder. Uh, give us, give us some kind of insight as to to him. I think he's such a great guy. Well, he's he's known around here as Racer Dave. I know uh, for his many years of uh, commitment and love of of Murray State University. He's the best in the business. Uh, he likes to brag that he still holds the OBC record for most RBIs in a game, uh, which I, I believe is a fact. Uh, when he was a player here at Murray State on the baseball team, uh, I probably need to get that verified. And then uh, I always recommend to people, you know, once basketball season ends, uh, you have to unfollow him on social media because he live tweets every St. Louis Cardinals game uh, pitch by pitch. Well, uh, diehard that, Cardinal fan. That's all right. Yeah, that that makes it better. I'm, I'm here in St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. That's right. Sometimes Dave, Dave lives and dies with every game, and I keep reminding him there are 162 of them. Uh, you gotta got to just move on to the next one sometimes. Well, listen, we appreciate your time this afternoon. Wish you guys the best. Really excited about uh, your team and 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 the expectations there and and i'm going to try to get up to illinois state when you guys play the redbirds as well um got that circled on my calendar it's not too far away from st louis so i'm hoping to see you guys in person uh early in the season oh thanks a lot harry i'll look forward to seeing you there it's going to be a fun season and i know i can't wait to see all our great racer fans back in the cfsb center uh creating that great home court advantage and great atmosphere this year so I appreciate your time, and I'll look forward to seeing you at Illinois State. That is Matt McMahon. He's the head basketball coach at Murray State. They're going to be spectacular this year. want to remind you, since you've been there, make it a better place. You've been listening to the Valley Hoops Insider Podcast right here on valleyhoopsinsider.com.